All right, we are lit, good sir. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the favorite host, finally back again. Finally. <laughs> when are we going to stop saying finally back? Like, that's the real question. <laughs> Every time. And like last time, we literally promised people we was going to be more consistent. <laughs> so about that. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, regardless of our broken promises, <laughs> it feels so good to be back. Um, thank y'all for joining us on another dope episode of Colts Invaded Ignorance, the world's most dangerous podcast that's only around ever so often. Can't be that fucking dangerous. <laughs> episode once every year. <laughs> I feel like ever since, like, dang, I feel like ever since, like, maybe March, we've been really bad on putting out episodes. And I'm going to tell y'all, it's, it's, well, we don't have a valid excuse other than <laughs> we wait till we have something like, good and meaty to talk about yeah like, we just not going good on here and be like let's talk about Dave Chappelle for the 20th time let's fucking I, I, I think that's where it turned Mike I really yeah. think that's where it turned we overcorrected we about Dave Chappelle for three episodes though we did we did and we were just over it we overcorrected we weren't going to talk about Kanye's fucking yep just incessant need to just be annoying like we weren't going to do none of that we were just going to wait till some shit and so Black Panther was about to come out so we was like alright we just going to wait we said this like a month ago. We said we're just gonna wait for Black Panther to come out, and then here it is. <laughs> so, uh, on today's episode, we're definitely gonna be talking about Black Panther. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Black representation, you know, kind of as a whole. How how we feel like? Uh, I guess I feel like. Well, you know, Mike, he gonna say it's commodified and all this other stuff. You know, it is <laughs> just like everything. Real abolition heavy over there. Yeah, um, Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, also, we're just going to use this as a chance to catch up and, you know, we'll see what's going on in each other's lives. Because <laughs> y'all would think, like, as dope as friends me and Mike are, we do not see each other very often. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, this is. Oh, yeah, man, what you been up to, dog? No man, um, everything's been good. We did. I mean, we finally got up for the movie. That was a good thing, but, <laughs> yeah, right? Like Will said, we just been on our own worlds, and um, and I know it was real because Will actually called me to check in, and like we only like we see each other. We used to see each other a lot, but we usually only be on the phone for like a reason. Yeah, <laughs> he called me. He was like, "Hey man, I just wanted to know what's going on because I ain't <laughs> seen you." But I um, know everything's been good, man. Still, I've been doing the activism stuff. Um. I don't really call it activism anymore. I'm just doing life's work. I feel like yeah. um, not as much public stuff, a lot more organizational stuff. Um, still working as a man in the meantime, which is cool. Um, still going to therapy, which is beautiful. How's that um, going, man? Therapy. Therapy has been the highlight. Between my therapy and like me and my mom's relationship just getting stronger and stronger with time. Like that's that's two. There's been two of the highlights. Um, yeah, especially through. Therapy, I've been finding myself a lot more deeper into spirituality lately. And, you know, we've had previous episodes where I talked about, you know, just asking what is, what, what good is religion, basically? Or like, yeah. what, I forgot how I worded the question. Basically, Gene. What's, why, why, why do black people follow Christianity or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> we can still have that conversation, but I see the value in religion a lot more lately. And mm -hmm. just seeking different forms of guidance, whatever way it comes. So I don't call myself necessarily religious, but definitely spiritual. And definitely getting into that a lot deeper. And that's really saved me because the world in general just seems kind of seems mid lately. Like, <laughs> the not, world seems mid? What kind of shit is that? Not so much the people, but like, you know, the, the media, um, you know, social media, yeah, um, TVs, TV shows, movies lately just kind of seem kind of meh lately. But how do we like, with all this stuff coming at you, like, how do you? combat that like when it's kind of a constant pressure 
that you're not even asking for. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. How do you combat that? That's a great. That's a great question. I think um definitely so the spirituality spirituality has taught me how to be at peace with like just the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm depressed or anything like that, but you know, when you for me anyway, when you're constantly bombarded with mid shit constantly, that's kind of depressing. So delving deeper into spirituality, delving deeper into my friendships. Um, even though me and you haven't talked a whole lot lately, you know, whenever we do talk, that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, of course, the beautiful black women in my life help a lot. Like you really have to turn inward. And for me, turning inward is, you know, loving myself and letting that love flow outward into people mm-hmm. around me. So just using that to gravitate towards people and situations that fulfill me as much as humanly possible. And in my downtown, just meditating a lot more, like not even doing the thing where you just pointlessly scroll, pointlessly <laughs> watch a show that's not even interesting. Just trying to get away from all that, just meditating. And by meditation, that could be just sitting in silence. That could be praying. That can be reading. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just something to just get back to the self. And yeah. so that's been it, man. Yeah. It's crazy how we do things that we don't really enjoy. At all. On almost a daily, hourly basis. Like the like the fact that I can scroll Instagram for two hours straight and get nothing from it. No education. (laughs) No nothing. It's just funny vids, pimple popping, and nonsense. Like yams. And the worst part of it is, yeah, yams and like celebrity news, which is something I really don't care about. Every time I see like a shade room post or something, it's so engaging. And then I have to like step back and like, do I really care about this? Don't. Should I care about this? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, so like for a couple of weeks, I got wrapped up in the in the blue face and Crayshawn nonsense. Oh God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And like it was kind of it was funny because like I was wrapped up in it. And then like uh, my homeboy Jared, who works with me, he was like, the, "It was like the very next day." He said, "Yo, did you see that, that like Krishan and Blueface something or another, right?" Mm. And I was like, "I don't care about this, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just flat out." But it was, it felt kind of fucked up. But like, no. I had to explain to him, like, "Bro, like this means nothing to me, and it's a shame that I ever let it mean anything." Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> Like, what's the name is a perfect example that, um, what is it called? Hood site, something like that on Instagram? Well, they'll put, like, I forgot the name of the page, but it's like a, they'll put, like, some, you know how, like, the little breaking news, like, text, like, yeah. font, be, like, extra big. Yep. And it'd be, like, a picture of the person. They do this shit all the time, and it'll be the most redundant, like, pointless. It'll be, like, Ice Spice admits to fucking not showering for a week. But it'll be like in the fucking giant text, like grab you in. It's like make you think it's real news. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is so I'm glad you recognized that because that was that was the shit that's making me depressed. Like yeah. just being constantly just sitting there and just funny vids do. I I would I would go in for like five minutes for like a funny vid or so. Yeah, like, like funny vids are like okay. Yeah. But even then you have to recognize like this is really distracting me from Exactly. I guess like being at a certain point, it's distracting from being productive or doing something fulfilling. I was just about to say, I was just about to say that even if you're not being particularly productive, but just being fulfilled and again, sitting by yourself and just enjoying the silence or just being in your own presence. So much better. But anyway, I'm glad you're (laughs) like that. What you been up to, man? Life is good, man. Uh, I didn't really get a new job, but my company got sold. So yeah. kind of going through those changes, it looks like it's going to be a great transition. Um, Just raising this kid, man, trying not to be so tired. All right, don't be rolling your eyes when you talk about raising my goddaughter. Like, <laughs> like it's the most taxing shit in the world. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, I was gonna say something, but no. Go ahead, say some. No, 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 no. It's private. It's private. So she can see it when she turns eighteen. And yeah, I can't do that. No. <laughs> She'll be like, "Daddy, you was up there talking about my." Sh-. I know yeah. what you're talking oh. about. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No. <laughs> you know, you be wanting to talk, but then you got oh shit. Oh, I'm on the internet. My bad. Filter time. Yeah, it's crazy because like I, when I was younger, dog, I didn't have a filter like whatsoever. 
Mm-hmm. Like I was I was speaking like Kanye. It was just what Kanye <laughs> called extreme. Like he was yeah, yeah, just everything. Head to mouth, straight, yeah. straight through. <laughs> straight through. But yeah, man, life is good. Life is beautiful. I'm I'm really excited to work on that thing. We hopefully can work on soon uh, with Jay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely gotta keep that on the wraps. But that if we yeah. can do that. Y'all would definitely be the first ones to hear about it. That would be absolutely. That shit would be dank. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but in the uh, over the weekend, we both saw Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, Wakanda Forever. Let me change that up. Yeah, you better get it right for. <laughs> Black amazing Black. movie um i think we both thoroughly enjoyed it oh yeah um we did have some uh worries going into it uh because you know how disney do they be fucking shit up <laughs> they do for the bread they sure do and i mean i think it was really true to itself i think having a director like ryan coogler um he keeps it like really true to itself like we're not going to break message. We're not going to, I don't want to say sell out, but, you know, do the whole Disney thing where we, we do the thing. I don't know how to explain it, but. I think, I mean, if you, if you know the comics, they did like Disney, because, you know, well, I don't know if you know, Jones will tell you, shout out to Blacks and New Black, that, you know, Black Panther was out here fighting the Klan and shit. I believe yeah. he like beat Captain America's ass at one point. Like he was out here giving white people that work. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Ryan Coogler couldn't do that, but like as far as like as close to possible, yeah, I think. He, but yeah, like telling its own story, like this kind of yeah. I don't want to say authentically black, but like it's it's got some it's got some real roots to it. You know what I mean? You feel For those sure. roots throughout the movie. For sure. Um, leading up to the movie, we saw the the Target commercial, and it. I know you saw the. We talked about it. The Target commercial. Yeah, we did. The, we did. Little black the uh, the black scientist that's in wakanda forever yeah really? she's a part of this target commercial that's <laughs> it's really just trying to get black dollars it so is so is it really is it shows her working with a bunch of little black kids and all this other stuff and i'm like what does this have to do with target like it was were they buying clothes or they were just making shit Bruh, I don't know. That's the good question. She was, she, she was, <laughs> she was working Target in sports niggas. <laughs> she was working in a mechanic, like her little garage, like mechanic garage, making robots and shit. And what did she need to go to Target for? I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe some she needed foil or some shit. She needed some, yeah, she needed some foil. It was a cookout later that night. She had to get the foil. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's very annoying. Yeah, man. So, what was your favorite part of Black Panther, man? Um man, I had to make a little list, man. Um, this nigga here, he always with the list. I got to. Always trying to make me look bad. I got <laughs> the list together. You know the standard by now. Um, <laughs> I definitely think the highest compliment I have is definitely feels like the most humanizing of the MCU movies. Maybe outside of Endgame, because that did like you know full circle. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. But like, they're just watching out for the nerds out there who can be like, we saw Tony Stark, you know, Tony Stark's full circle of redemption. Like, yeah. I'm sure people would be like, that's up to, you know, that's up about the same level. Um, I still think this might be top that. You know. <laughs> but yeah, definitely most humanizing um, Marvel movie. And subsequently, there's not a whole lot of action about that with it because of that. But um, I mean, you said that's not really the big issue for us. Yeah. I don't think it was a necessary evil. I think... Um, Black woman taking the center um, instead of just being kind of like T'Challa's backbone was really dope. Um, like full on center. Like this is all. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's all women. It's all women. And um, speaking of one of the only black males, um, M'Baku was amazing. Like every time this nigga was on stage, <laughs> nigga had me dying. Like he was. My boy Kamaru. Kamaru. Yes, yes. Like. That man was getting out. That man was getting jiggy with that shit, boy. He was. He was like. Oh, he was so good. Um, plus Lapita just out here, just looking, just just fine as ever. Yeah. The second she hit the screen, the, with that little dress on and that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then all the themes of like African nationalism and um, I think the they kind of touched on they touched on black atheism a little bit with um Shuri going through it with losing so many people. Um, we're trying to we're trying to stay, stay away from solar, um, spoilers, but you know she lost her dad and then she lost a Chala, 
Um, and so everybody's talking about the like, ancestors, this ancestors, that. She was like, "Ain't no what ancestors, the ancestors done for me lately. Yeah, ancestors taking my people. I don't know what y'all talking about." So I think it really touched on like just kind of atheism or agnosticism. Is that is that the word? I don't know if that's actually the word for it. Agnosticism. But, yeah, like I kind of feel like it touched on that a little bit. Um, I like that a lot too. So yeah, man, just like good stuff. What about you? Uh, I enjoyed it. I I really like the fact that in both movies, well, not not in the first one as much, but definitely in this one, they're really humanizing like villains, like mm. and like I I've been a big uh, I guess advocate for like villains having a real backstory outside of just being evil. Please, yeah, because that shit is like it makes the villain just so blah. You know what it I mean? Does. That's been MCU's best, biggest problem. It definitely has. And so, especially with Namor, they definitely did a good job of giving him a reason as to why he is the way he is. Or, And it's not even really that he's just so evil or impossible to deal with. No. He just has like a real objective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that was really dope. Um, I really like the fact that they have, I guess, kind of, continue this theme of like you can't live in fear or always seek revenge like it doesn't get you anywhere Uh um they've really done a good job with that especially through the first through both movies with killmonger fully seeking revenge and you know uh, in the first movie wakanda being fearful of you know dealing with the outside world it kind of comes back around with you know namor kind of feeling a little bit of the same things and shuri being the one, you know, seeking revenge, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it was just a really good continuation of the story. I I actually, and as much as I love the first Black Panther soundtrack, I think I might like the second one better. What? Because it fits the movie. Like the first one, it was just bops. The Boy, first that thing was album of the year, baby. What do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> that shit was just bops, though. Like it was just. It was a great album, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like this this one dove you more into what we were seeing while the movie was going on. Like I think what the first movie only had one song in it. What do you mean one song? Like it all. How many songs did the first movie play from the album? Uh, God, that's so many years ago. I don't think it was many. You might be right, but I mean, yeah, all the but stars like, is all they needed. <laughs> right, that future verse when he was <laughs> hey, you hey. need. for sure. Um, no nah, man, this this soundtrack brought the movie to life a little bit more. Like that song they were playing when Namor was showing her the, the civilization, that shit was fucking beautiful. That was, it was beautiful. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Um, it was it was it's not I don't know if it's a better movie. It's close. But it really moves differently. It's uh, that's why it's hard to even compare. Like I think you yeah, can compare, but it's very hard to because it's su- it has such a different purpose. Like, and the fact that Ryan Coogler, you know, because you know he wrote the second one completely. Oh, um, he did. I didn't know that. Or yeah, before anyone knew that Chapman about um Bozeman was gonna die, he wrote it. That shit was done. Like, he wrote that shit A to B, A to Z, ship it. Let's just shoot it when we get a chance. And he literally had to remake this whole entire shit over again, bro. Bottom up. Well, that's like, dope. That in itself, and for it to turn out so good, and it's not flawless. Like, there's some, there's some little yeah. thing. But, like, for it to be this good, when he literally... When you lose your main star? Like... Can you imagine? <laughs> like, this is the biggest move of the year. Like, I, I don't even up. know if it's about the rewrite. I think it's just about losing your main star that you had just fully built up. That's what I'm saying. That in itself was already devastating. But like for this to be, you already knew this is going to be like the, the biggest movie of your career, probably because you just came off your, your literal biggest one. You know, niggas are looking dead at you for that sequel to have that burden on you in the first place. And then for this to happen, like shout out to Kuka, who I've always felt like, well, I, to full credit, I haven't seen his all his movies in, in their entirety, mm-hmm. but I've always felt like he makes very good movies. But aside from Black Panther, I didn't really feel them like super groundbreaking. They kind of felt, um, you know, kind of predictable. Like this movie is a little predictable in some spots, um, but they're still like really good. Like you still gonna have a good time. 
he's still gonna tell you a heartfelt story but i never found him to be like a you know not comparing him to spike the, the next spike lee or something like that um yeah but um, yeah the man to do this <clears throat> great a job at the his with his back clearly against the wall is phenomenal yeah <laughs> shout out to him I really like when Sherry visited the ancestral plane and she saw who. Oh man, she oh, saw. I forgot. Are we doing spoilers or not? I forgot. My bad. I'm down with the spoilers. I'm I'm here for it. I don't want people to turn off the podcast because okay, they fine. Movies. When she when she saw who she saw, yes, it fit the bill perfectly for how she was feeling. It really did. It was a it was a dope moment. <laughs> it was great. The music, I would say the music in that scene was yeah. fucking, I was like, what the fuck is the movie? It doesn't fucking feel uncomfortable right now. What's going on? <laughs> like, no, nah, they they that, that scene was awesome. I remember literally saying oh shit in the theater. I didn't mean to say it out loud. <laughs> but um it was yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, do you think do you think it's the story has do you think Black Black Panther going forward will continue to like represent people well, or how do you feel like about his representation thus far? Ooh, he also asked you a question similar, just in line with that. Um, you talking about black? You say for black people in general, not just Black Panther, yeah, character. Um, you know, it's I'm fine with the representation that's shown in a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it goes out of its way to be overtly positive while still humanizing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine with me. Like, even if it comes out kind of corny in some spots, like, I, that's fine. Like, we got... Does we, it come out corny to you in some spots? If you could elaborate on that. I think the writing in itself just comes off a little little corny. Like, little, just super on the nose in some spots. Like, when they met um, Riri, um, mm-hmm. which you can see in the commercials, that's not a spoiler. Um, that was a funny scene, but it's also kind of, like, cheesy. You know what I mean? It was a little campy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little campy. Like, stuff like that. Like... I'm glad I didn't just, you know, kidnap her and fucking gag her or some shit and just take her back to Wakanda. <laughs> some yeah. gangster shit. But, like, the way they did it was, like, fun and cheesy at the same time. Stuff like that. Like, I would not put it as a negative. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. I, I'm fine with it, man. I think it's dope. I think, like, I mean, Angela Bassett, um, Shuri taking on her character. Uh, what's her name? Letitia. Is it Letitia Williams? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Thank you. Um, she did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, I really like Mbaku's representation of like a super strong, you know, hyper-masculine man or whatever. But this nigga is like, like goofy, but not a caricature so much that he's just like a punchline in every yeah. scene that he's in. Like he has some really great heartfelt scenes. And even when there's certain transitions happening and he sees something in Shuri, um, the way he handles that, the way he sees, like, you know, like I said, this girl has lost her brother, her father, all this shit is happening. This brand new fucking water person is taking over the trying to take over the city. And she's got so much rage. And the way he just like lets her, you know, he's like obviously a little scared of her because he's like, what the fuck is going on? But he's the way he just lets her shift through that rage without trying to silence her, without trying to, you know, make fun of her, even patronize her. Like, he just mm-hmm. lets her figure that shit out and lets her know that he's there, you know, when she needs it. <clears throat> I yeah. thought that was fucking dope as hell. Um, that's the representation I, I like the most in the movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um I I truly like Namor. Mm, me too. Because it's a real story of who he is yeah and despite the world's view of him or despite you know the the name that they gave him Mm. he didn't really let it define him it was just like almost like you you have to know who you truly are Mm. you know inside um and like outside of him protecting his people he seemed very gentle Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so I think, it, I think, you know, it, it was really trying to convey that like nobody is all one thing, how we truly are. You know, you really need to dispel your fears by learning about people's cultures, learning about individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I thought Namor was extremely dope. 
I'm glad you brought him up because I think he was he wasn't a better like um antagonist than Killmonger, but I felt like he was a better anti-hero than Killmonger mm-hmm. because the movie Black Panther felt like it had to make Killmonger evil by like you know letting him kill you know his people that he, he claimed he wanted to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could actually clearly have that line between good and evil. But like Namor clearly all throughout the movie was like, yeah, I'm just trying to protect my people though. And this yeah, is he, necessary evil. <laughs> he was very clear about it the whole time. Like very clear, like very clear. Um, especially in the scene, like I said in the end, like we try not to spoil it, but like he could have like changed his mind about the decision he made earlier. Um, yeah. but he decides not to just honor his word. Um, that showed like, yeah, he was definitely just doing his thing. And shout out to that dude. I don't know his name, but like, you know, the woman's out here like thirsting over this dude, like since the movie came out. Oh, for real? <laughs> the black woman is losing, losing their minds over this man. So, shout out to him. He might get some black cooch after this. Who knows? <laughs> he probably already get him. He probably, he probably right, the premiere night. He probably got the <clears throat> doing everything. Movie was great. It's a excellent watch. Go see it. Yeah. Um, again, what if you're not into comic book movies and sci-fi and stuff like that? Should you still go see it? What? <laughs> what if you, you, if you're like black, that? you still should you still go see it? Like if you're not into all these things that the movie is, mm-hmm. you remember we had this talk before. Like, should you go see it just to support? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the discussion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, come on now. You, you got to. Like, you, you got to. <laughs> I think you. I think if you don't, unless you got, you know, unless you're less you're black. Truly, Unless you truly hate superhero movies like that much, like what good reason do you have not to watch Black Panther? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's no sound like Biden. Like if you don't vote for me, you're not black. <laughs> but it's like it's not like that. But like at the same time, like like if you don't know how to play spades, I get it because you can watch the aggression on the spades table and be like, I don't want yeah. nothing to do with that. I can't yeah. understand that. <laughs> Black Panther, you've seen nothing but like fun times of Black Panther, other than you know the sadness in this last movie. So for you to be like, nah, I'm just not gonna. It looks bad. Like, and everyone said it's good, it's great. Like, no one has said yeah. Black Panther sucks ever. And anyone who does, you shouldn't listen to them. Like, for you to just not see it after that, that's sounds anti-black. Matter of fact, it sounds like. <laughs> so, yeah, man, go check it out. Yeah. It won't disappoint. It's yeah. layered. Much like uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. This guy can't stop quoting this damn. That shit's so good. <laughs> that shit's so beautiful. You like Winter Soldier more than Black Panther? Oh, that's the question. Ooh, no. we about to get canceled. Okay. No, just because I see myself in Black Panther. <laughs> that's the only reason why. That's it, dog. That's it. And like speaking on that, like, oh yeah, let's continue this conversation. Into uh. representation. Okay. <laughs> I see. I like Black Panther more purely because of representation. I can see myself in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about <clears throat> representation going forward? Like, is it is is us seeing ourselves in movies and media mm. really a thing? Like, is it really helping the, the movement? <laughs> yeah. Or is it just like commodifying this the skin? <laughs> You got to use the word commodify so quickly. You try to, you try to <laughs> lean into my arguments. Trying to learn from you, baby. Commodify, abolish. Like, okay, okay, now you're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is aggravating, bro. Um, so, like I said, anything that's for the people, if it gets popular enough, it gets inherently commodified and politicized. That's just a given. Like, you can look at anything. That's just not for black people. That's for anything. Um. <laughs> But as far as like how I feel, I mean, I think that it is, and it's so interesting because I didn't know so many black friends who are activists, <laughs> super revolutionary activists, who like not only is representation not important, but it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really resonated with that. I feel like it is important. Um, I remember, and I don't know if you can relate to this, I definitely remember as a kid wanting to be white because all my favorite superhero protagonists were always white. Um, the Power Rangers. I thought I loved Jason. Like I loved Zach. You, I related you to think Zach. It was a conscious. The, you really thought that you wanted to be white. Like it was oh. a conscious thought. 
anytime I imagined myself in my highest like potential, I was white as a child, for sure. I mean, I remember this distinctly. I was white and I had white hair. Like it was the it was the weirdest shit ever. Nigga turned into Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I remember this distinctly. Even in middle school, when I was in the Dragon Ball Z, like <clears throat> we all knew Piccolo was black, but like that nigga got you know clapped up. Every you know he would hold down the fort for a minute, but then he you know not like that white nigga Krillin. That nigga, you you hey. do you want to be that white? Do you want to be Krillin? <laughs> That's a good point. But like, but also Krillin was like small and scrawny and bald. Like he wasn't like desirable. You know what I mean? Like you want to be Hercule white? I don't I wanted, know. I don't, I don't know. Hercule was the man outside of them boss fights. Oh, for sure. In the human world, yeah, he was yeah. out here clapping shit. But when it comes to these aliens, <laughs> in the house. <laughs> but you know, Goku was like the epitome, and that was every superhero. That was Superman. That was Batman. Again, that was Jason. That nigga that turned was... into his best self with blonde hair. That shit is crazy, right? That's as wow. <laughs> like, so it definitely messed an impression on me for sure. And I don't know when that really shifted. I think I just. It might be when I my mom changed my middle school and I just started making friends. I started making black friends, black nerd friends. And even then, like we were in the Final Fantasy heavy. Like, what do all the protagonists in Final Fantasy look like? White men. Like it, it never stopped. So I definitely think it's important. I think it's getting a little bit better. Cause you know, it's usually either one, two sides, it's either super ratchet and shit or super, super um heteronormative, um, conservative. Um, you know, straight up and down, like very few in between. And, and even when you do have these queer representations, they're like highly, highly commodified too. Like they're highly polished and fucking usually light skinned black, you know, ambiguous yeah. black people. So it's still <clears throat> aggravating a lot of times, but I think it's getting better. But more than anything, I think more black people are just like learning how the system works and how it's just leaning. And like we talked about the Target commercial. It just kind of leans into our desires. Like, of course, we want to see a dark-skinned woman with cornrows doing yeah. some tough shit, you know, and then walking into Target, fucking all angry, like and stuff. Um, but I think I think you just we just learning to find our find ourselves more and more as we gravitate away from the system's way of doing things and what actually works for us versus what we're being told will work for us. Yeah, me myself, dog. Like I have noticed it so much and for me it's kind of all positive like I know it's being like commercialized and I'm just being influenced to do certain <laughs> things but like no like it's some shit I will not watch just because I don't see I don't see no black people in it like facts yeah yeah like I mean you and I think it's good in the fact that like they have to cater to us a little bit you know what I mean because they know like some shit just won't get consumed without that representation. I don't know when that wave caught on. I don't I don't necessarily think it was that Oscar so white thing. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe it was because before that it was all slave movies. I think it's a collective thing. I don't think it was one one necessarily event. I think it was a collective because even before Oscar was so white, we've been complaining about representation in our even yeah. if we were complaining about it, we were making fun of it. Like, yeah, the fact that shit was so white. And yeah, I think it was a culmination just of a wave. And then niggas was like, okay, well, let's just do something. Yeah. I, I, I love it personally. Um, like I said, if I'm not seeing myself in it, then a lot of it's just uninteresting. Yeah. Like somebody will have to clue me in on something before I look at it. Um, but at the same time, like, it doesn't make me believe that there's a better future ahead for meaningful things. You know what I mean? Really? Like, like, yeah, like TV and movies is one thing, but like, how is this helping us get, get out of poverty as a whole? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is not a way out for the, for everyday communities. You know what I mean? Maybe it helps people see a different future for themselves. That's what I was going to say. What if it's, what if it's showing the world a different future for black people? And yeah, what you're saying this like Black Panther ain't gonna ain't gonna kill poverty for nobody, but you know Ryan Coogler and his peoples. But like, what if it's a collective mindset shift that it helps you know facilitate? 
Yeah, I hope I hope it is, but in the short term, we're not gonna see that. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah in the short term, it's just not gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it does, especially when like I see dope stuff like Intergalactic. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right there. That's shit beautiful. Have you mm-hmm. seen it yet? I did see it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's, I, I enjoyed it too. It was like a good again, like nothing like super mind blowing, but like just a good black love story. Exactly. Like, like you, you, know but you don't see it. Like ain't nobody got. And it's so sad. You got to keep saying this, but like you know, the nigga didn't get stabbed up or shot up or some shit or locked up, and she had to bail him out or some shit. Um, neither of them, one of them was broke. Like both of them was like, like you know, pretty well off from the looks yeah. of the movie. Like they were just living their life. Just it was literally like they just were going through the motions, had a little squabble, and like separated for a second. It was like, oh, that's just dumb. Let's just let's get back together. What are we doing? Get together. I love you, girl. <laughs> yeah, and it was doing <laughs> drugs. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Like, I hope I hope the wave continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope like we do see more. I don't want to say this. <laughs> I hope we see more diverse things like LGBT and queer things. All right. But at the same time, I'm just a nigga. Here you go. <laughs> I hope it don't pass black people's representation. This queer black people. What are you talking about? Well, that's fine, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't fucking Ben Carson this shit out. Just say the thing and leave it alone. <laughs> so you want me to not be true to myself? Say what you want, man. I'm trying to get you canceled. But go ahead. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> do don't black people get like the worst of it? Like, I feel like I feel like LGBTQ stuff went past black people rights because it had because it affected white people. So I don't want the LGBTQ stuff to pass the LGBTQ representation to pass black representation because the only reason they're gonna do it is for white men. Because they think you're saying, you get what I'm saying? I like, do it, like, 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 like it's kind of hating, but like yeah. it's a reason for it. Well, see, you got to be careful because again, you don't want to miss that inter, you know, intersectionality of the whole situation. Of I want to miss white people being on top. <laughs> Well, do you? All right. <laughs> you gotta realize, okay, the whiteness shit ain't going nowhere unless we unless you're down <laughs> for this abolition shit that I keep trying to quit you on, but you you say you don't want it. Like that white people first shit ain't going nowhere. So the whole you know black queer folk getting you know super represented and stuff like that. That just that just nigga that just happened like yesterday. Like niggas just not getting. I, I'm down for them getting represented. I'm down for black queer people to be represented. I'm down but, for that. But why even associate that with the whiteness? Because you know, yeah, sure, the fact queerness affects white people, sure. But like why even look at that as a connected thing? Why not just look at it as black queer people get put on and white people gonna do what white people do? Well, 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 if that's how what it's gonna be, then that's fine. But the second I see more more uh white gay movies than, than black gay movies and other black stuff, <laughs> I'm gonna have something to say. That's always going to happen because it's white people. You're always going to see white people. Well, how do we stop that? Abolition, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> well, the same. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be coming through this damn screen on my. Because the cognitive dissonance, like <laughs> you. Look, the system can work for everybody, okay? Here you go. Right back to it. <laughs> right back to it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I keep seeing ways that the system doesn't really work <laughs> for me and my people. <laughs> but it's the only thing I've ever known. So it's got to work, right? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. Like that's a that's a very human way to think about it. Because it's all, like you said, it's all we know. But people socialism, I don't even know what that looks like. It ain't gotta be socialism. That's the <laughs> I don't even know what communism. You know, like you you read about these things, you see these things. Yeah, but like what does it really look like? This is what I'm saying, though. This is what Republicans more than anybody, not saying only Republicans do this, <clears throat> but this is what Republicans do more than anybody. Is the first thing they do is point there and say, like, oh, look at the world without you know, with socialism, or look at Russia. Look at fucking, you know, just the worst case scenarios. 
forgetting that again, none of these systems will existed forever. Um, in fact, you can't even find that like it's very hard to find that line between like feudalism and like capitalism when they fully like, fully transition over because all this shit has just, like I said, just gone and going on. Like people, humans have always just kind of done what they needed to do to survive or whatever, or felt like they needed to do. And shit just got out of control. So like, it ain't gotta be none of that. It could be something completely different. Um, but again, when people only know what they know, it's very hard to introduce the idea of doing something else because you can't even see yourself in it. And it sounds scary as fuck, but that's the whole point. Like, like there's still niggas who think the world is ending because because all the gay shit you see. Like, I guarantee you, there's people losing their mind over the little the little hint of gay shit that was in Black Panther. Like, I guarantee you. Oh yeah, the the, the southern enemy made me say something, but I really don't <laughs> care, gay people. I really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trip, man. It was no. for some reason like the world, at least the South, it teaches you to like do that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> when you yeah. see some shit you uncomfortable with, you know what for I mean, or not. Not even real uh, some shit you're not used to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. Maybe yeah. you're saying that the world teaches you to be homophobic. Maybe that's better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. But I'm trying to say you when you're ready to come over to the other side, man. And it's not about being on the other side, man. This is about just seeing the world differently. And again, when I say abolition, that can look different for everybody. That's not like a one, you know, size fits all thing either. Yeah. Um. It's again. It's just like we questioned with the whole blackness episode. Like, what is basically what does it look down to completely break down your identity and everything you know about yourself that the world has told you about yourself? Like, what does it look like to completely unravel all that shit? And what does your core look like? Um, yeah. That's a that's a very scary thing for a lot of people to even <laughs> to even begin. Exactly. To yeah. So. Uh, on the more black shit, mm. it's been a long time coming, but we're here. The series Atlanta is officially over. Oh yeah, man, it's about out of here. Uh, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino wanted to do different things. Didn't want to do this. How could you deliver something so beautiful, so beautifully black? And then take it away. Aggravated, multi-talented ass. You just can't stay in one place, can you, Donald? Uh, uh, I can't. Uh, uh, I'm too uh, uh, I gotta let this thing out. I gotta let this thing out. No, nigga, just this. Just Atlanta. Are we doing a quick um, Atlanta thoughts thing real quick? Absolutely. I, I feel like it would be wrong of us to not do so. I agree. I feel like you gonna have a more positive outlook than I did. Not at the show as a whole, but this last season. All right, go ahead. Go off, King. I think the show is a whole iconic. I think we will remember Atlanta. Uh, you know, a lot of these shows just kind of come and go, but I think I think people will. I mean, time will tell, but I think we will definitely remember like Atlanta uh, down the line. Um, so many classic moments. Zazie Beats. I don't know where we're gonna get our Zazie Beats fix from going forward. That's that's gonna be the saddest part about it. Movies? Oh my god. Uh, well, she don't have a fucking minor. Light skin chick, you know, role like she'd be doing. Like, no, much love to her. I hope she has much success in his starting role and does a lot of things so we can continue to love her. But, like, yeah, it's been a great show as a whole. I loved how much, you know, how the show just took, you know, took um, chances with each season. Like, I think season one is probably the most co uh, coherent season of all of them. Because people forget, like, season two was completely like, Everyone was compartmentalized up until the very end. Yeah. And then season three, we was just out here wide open, just doing all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> so I did feel like this last season definitely felt like, and Donald Glover said this himself, like he wasn't, I don't know if you remember this interview, he was like, man, I ain't really impressed about Atlanta right now. This is after season two. When he was just like, they were just gone forever. Mm -hmm. He was out here putting like fire-ass music everywhere. Oh, that shit was great now. Yeah, that was great. He was like, man, I ain't really thinking about no Atlanta. Niggas was like, but we think about Atlanta. Like, can you <laughs> do something? And um, I have to say, like, season four definitely felt that way. It definitely felt like niggas just trying to wrap this shit up. And not that it wasn't good. Uh, it just kind of felt like just kind of throwing shit at the wall. And um, 
you know, Jimmy putting a little bow on some storylines with between Ernest and um Van, uh, with Paperboy and his, you know, going through it with the you know music industry. Darius being Darius, like I think they just kind of put like a bow on things. I did like how they um did um Darius in the last episode. That's oh yeah, gave him that little Inception moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was very dope. This is part with his um apparently he has a brother. Um, that part especially was kind of emotional. That died from cancer. Yeah. Or some illness. Something. It looked like it's cancer because it seemed like it was a lot of smoke in the house or something. But um, yeah, yeah, it just kind of felt like eh, this is kind of. Do you think you're doing that thing where people compare something to itself and not as a standalone? I'm comparing it to itself. I feel like I'm comparing it to itself in this moment, and on its own merit. Like, can you? Okay, so what if it was like just a, a a season of a television show? Mm-hmm. Would this be considered like? How much would you enjoy it? Like, I'm like I would feel the same way. I would still enjoy it, but I would feel like it just kind of, just kind of, eh. Like you know, Atlanta has always had kind of just random shit happening, but it felt like more thought behind it. But like this season, it feels like random shit was happening, but didn't really. Maybe I just wasn't as entertained. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it was the most down to earth season. Mm. Um, I don't know. It it wasn't as much random shit jumping out at you. You know you what I mean? So? I don't think it was, especially compared to season three. Like that shit, season three was just wild. I feel like every episode has some random shit. I mean, was it as random as like? Uh, what's my man with the face? Teddy something? <laughs> Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. That that shit in the woods with um fucking Paperboy. <laughs> like, kind that of- shit was kind of different. <laughs> that shit was different. But it, but does it compare to like the Paperboy first Woods episode? Probably not. <laughs> that nigga be going through it in the woods. I don't know. He keep going to nature. He need to stay in the city, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I thoroughly enjoyed the season. It doesn't live up to season three for me. Mm. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, I, I really enjoyed the Darius Inception shit. <laughs> really? Like, cause I feel like it was drawn straight from Inception. The ending, especially. Yeah, I'm, like the whole <laughs> a thousand percent. Does it? So as surreal as the show is, like as much off the wall crazy shit happens, do you think like they were hinting at like the whole thing might have been a dream, or just Darius was in that dream at the end? I definitely think it was just the end. That would have been a no, definitely because like I said, especially the first season, first season is way too realistic for it to be the whole series to be a dream. Um, I think it's definitely that last episode. That would be. The goofiest shit of all time. That would be that. That's that classic. Like, <laughs> I guess. It's, I guess it's like, where did the dream start? You know what I mean? I think it started in that episode. I think it. Um. No, I'm just saying. Like, if it was to be like, over the course of like the whole shit, the like, whole episode. No, I'm saying if Darius' whole dream shit was Darius' whole dream thing was a dream of the entire show for the most part. Like, where would it begin? Like, I don't think that dream is far fetched. Like, oh, you got. You got a homeboy who's trying to be a rapper. Like, isn't that the beginning of somebody's dream? Of <laughs> his dream? Not the not the rapper, but his homeboy's dream. I mean, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, I think it more so not necessarily himself, but just like, you know, it just signals like this all may be a dream. Because, like, and the reason I say this because like I I I like Donald Glover. Uh he has an album called Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a gangster grills. And like the whole shit is like. Uh, he's dreaming of being a rapper and like doing all these crazy things around Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm just connecting it back a little. This too nigga, this mate, he made a multiverse out of Atlanta and shit with the <laughs> albums. <laughs> so you think it's credibility to believe in that the whole series is a dream, or somewhere in the in the series it, it starts as a whole entire dream? Is that not possible though? Like, 
what would Darius be dreaming about white people and like the, the curse of whiteness and shit like that? I don't know. But I'm just saying it could be possible. <laughs> I don't I don't think the writers would be that like that goofy with it, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely think it started in that episode. Um I think you can make the argument that it started before the episode even started. I think you can make that argument that he was already in the tank at the beginning when he's just laying on the couch watching Judge Judy because he never sees Judge Judy get up when he's sitting on the couch. Okay, yeah. So you can make that argument. That's something I was thinking about. Um, yeah. One thing I really dislike is this van thing. How they never followed up with her thing or her relationship. How they gave her no depth this season. Like It was like, we're going to give you depth in season three. Yeah. We're going to like back out of it. Completely. <laughs> Completely. That was Out, outside of the one Tyler Perry episode. Like, it was, that wasn't even depth. That was her just being in a situation. With yeah, her you're right. You're right. But, yeah. like, yeah. I, I, I said the same thing, Will. Like, so angry about that. Because um, she had a whole... Even if you just brought it down to that last um, episode of last season... Where she was just crying in the, you know, in um in Amsterdam and just talking about like she just doesn't know who she is. Even if it was just that, even if without the whole cra- the crazy ass French mobster I'm um, seeing, like <laughs> even if it was just that, like you could have followed up on that in itself, and it just like literally just went away. It was just like, oh, she's she's straight now. She's you know, her and Ern are gonna work it out. Um, she's just going through. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> They robbed her of so much. They did because you could, you can make some, you can make an argument that they closed the lid on Paperboy's joint with this whole, you know, struggling with, you know, with him going to the woods and everything, um, thinking that's gonna give him peace of mind, and him literally getting attacked in the woods. I feel like the thing was like, you know, peace is where you make it, mm-hmm. so you can make the most of this rap career, um, or you can be out here in the woods. Regardless of where you at, like shit gonna come yeah. at you, and you got to make the peace for yourself. Um, but yeah, man, that was very disappointing. And I was hoping they would come back to Earn's, you know, mental health thing. And because that first episode was so fucking funny. And that second episode was what it was. Oh, so he, con- oh he concocted that grand plan? <laughs> Shit was so fucking good. <laughs> um, Shit was so fucking evil. It was, it was great. That's what, that's what niggas with money do. <laughs> it is, it is. That was a Drake. That was Drake. Completely Drake. Um, and the fact that they never came back to that, like, yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. It felt like they just kind of, just kind of wrapping the shit up, man. So you think it could have done one more season, or you think like maybe it was at the cap of? Oh no, not they definitely didn't want to do another season. I don't want another season because they didn't want to do another season. Absolutely not. I wanted them to. I would like them to have wanted to do the show when they were in the process of you know on the flow of doing the show. Yeah, seems like after season two, that that whole passion for the show. I'm not saying that they completely went away, but it seemed like it definitely squandered, especially because of Donald Glover doing so many other things, and it definitely went to the wayside. And they were both just, you know, Hero be out here wide open, just doing all kind of great things. Yeah, um, I don't know what his brother does outside of the show. I'm sure he does his own thing as well, but definitely just seems like the the passion for the show just kind of, you know, tilted a bit. And niggas just weren't really feeling it as they, like they were before. So that is just, it is just what it is. Yeah. 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 Atlanta will just always go down as one of those iconic shows that just completely its own. Like, I've never For seen sure. anything like it. For sure. None of us saw it coming. I remember that shit. No one was, I don't think anybody, like, because we, you know, that was the time we still looked at Donald Glover as like the cheesy, you know, black guy that wants to be white. Yep. And, why does he make this black show and shit? Like, no one really thought anything. I remember I literally didn't watch the show until like a clip went online with the, the scene with the dude in jail when he was with the trans woman and he, he tried to deny it. <laughs> that shit was trans. so funny. Like, I was like, what is this show? And I had to go check it out then. And um, yeah. It's, I mean, shout out to Atlanta, RIP. Hopefully he does something else great soon, but oh, it's probably gonna be music. That's what I'm fearful of. This nigga just never reappearing. <laughs> you just gonna never do another show again, bro. I'm very worried. <laughs> he just retires. He's too good to just. He's too talented to keep it all to himself. I know it's his, but still. 
it's like that Frank Ocean effect. Like, you know, Frank, Frank, one of the most talented songwriters. And he's, I'm sure he's still writing music with other people out here. But like, this nigga will literally pop up once every 10 years because he'd just be in the house. It's, no, it's like the Andre 3000 shit. Oh, Andre said, y'all, y'all might as well stop looking out for me because I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Andre said, you know, I never get that broken record. Do you ever listen to broken record interview with Rick Rubin? Yeah, he said, y'all probably will never hear me rap again or something like that. Not only did he say that, he said, nigga, all I want to do is find some hole in the wild spot to play my fucking flute and just chill. And that's exactly what that nigga did because a nigga caught him outside of like a shop. Like a oh, I remember shop. that. Looking hobo down. <laughs> Looking hobo down. Playing the fucking flute. Like, he's just yeah. out here. Like, do what you got to do to maintain your mental health, man. I'm just sad, but I support it's, it's, it's something when like people try and because, you know, like being a creative, and I'm not one, so let me not speak from that point of view. But like, I can imagine like being a creative, knowing that you can create and make something from fairly nothing. Mm-hmm. And then people trying to not, not necessarily label you, but force you to create in whatever way they want you to. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's got to be just oh, aggravating okay. and you almost feel like you're in bondage because you can't create the way you want to or create what you want to. That's literally what Andre said. That's literally what he said. <laughs> and I would say put a label on it, like put a label on you. Because Andre, to this day, you can enter any top five, top five dead or live rapper conversation to this day. Somebody's going to say Andre every single time as the greatest rapper nigga, of all time. That nigga's ill. So. Nigga's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault that he has all this pressure. Like, right. Hey. But the world just hates you when you do it in your own way or, or don't do it at all. <laughs> they do. They do. I, 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 Andre going to give us an album when he about 48, 50. <laughs> it's going to be another one of the little jazz, um, which I loved, actually. And I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm with it, too. But I think I he's talking. more of a poet anyway. Like, the words just be moving so smoothly. Oh, okay. This is the question. And then we got to go. All right. So if he comes out, <laughs> this is going to be the test. If Andre comes out in five years with a full spoken word poem album, like ain't no music, ain't no beats, it's all spoken word. Because if y'all don't know, Will be acting like he hates our spoken word scene out here. No, that's not true. You be fucking acting like it. It's not true. What's the what's the sentiment then? Niggas suck. Niggas, everybody's about to suck. Anyway, <laughs> you be acting so miserable when he come out to the shows. But if Andre come out with a whole spoken word album, you gonna listen to that? Hundred percent. It's a, it's an hour and thirty minutes long now. Hundred percent spoken word me up. I like some incense and all. I'm there. <laughs> so you the one the local artist talking about like y'all don't support your own. Y'all support the big names on TV and stuff. Okay, so here's my problem, right? Here's my problem with these local yokels. So I'm here for poetry. I'm here for it, people. Are you? But don't do the same shit that everybody else doing. <laughs> like, you know, you hear something and like it, it's not very unique yeah. in the delivery or the or the subject matter. For sure. It's like, yo, like, come on, like sex stuff. This nigga hates erotic poetry. <laughs> get, get away from me with erotic poetry. <laughs> you non-creative, I'm going to stick my dick down your throat, people. <laughs> y'all suck okay nope no no i was just saying i want to clarify that you mainly talking about open mic people like you're not talking about like because you don't really watch like the actual poets who be out here oh bro if it's like ed maber is somebody that's talented like, I'm, I'm here for it all right you had a word like that <laughs> like that what you mean but like you're talking to... Stanley? i'm here for it hey shout out to tamika like no it's just like any other scene like just like the rap you know local rap scenes like if you hear well, not for all local rappers. I'm friends with a lot of local rappers. They're really talented. But like, just like any small time people, they they're gonna do what they think is gonna get them on. Yeah, but like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. And like, I can't blame you there. But like, I also don't have to listen. No, I agree. I'm I'm fucking with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely understand how you feel. <laughs> like, I totally get it. But like, it's so, all about just being skilled. Not everybody's skilled, unfortunately. That's true. Some people do things that they're. I don't even want to say not great at, but other people like you've seen what's great talent is. So it's hard to invest in something that's kind of mid. 
but I will say, just to be completely fair, some people have to work up to that level. Like not they everybody do. has that it factor. And so when you see these people at they at they bottom of bottoms, like I've you know I've been hosting open mics for a hot minute out here. I've had people when they first got on the mic, I was like, I'm gonna support you because I love the arts and I love you. I'm support you. <laughs> but like years later, like after they actually found their own voice, um, through the both the pen and like performance wise, mm-hmm. like just complete 360 and really came into their own. You mean complete 180. I mean, 180, my bad. Not the same person. Yeah, <laughs> the same exact person, right? <laughs> yeah, complete 180. And yeah, it's fine. So it's, it's part of the process, man. It is. I'm just not here for it. We understand, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm being selfish in that regard. You just completely hate us. Okay. Well, my kids going to be at the poetry spot soon as she's old enough. I mean, okay. she can't be at Blue Note because where's it at? We're going to start back up just for McKenzie. We're going to start a kid. Ooh, a kitty blue note is all It's all kid performing. That's that's, gonna, that's gonna be some cringeworthy poetry right there. All babies doing poetry. Red, blue. The police. The police. Oh, no. Oh, not the baby. <laughs> the baby anti-police. Oh, Mm-mm. I don't want to do it. But yeah, man, this is good, man. I'm glad we back. We're good this time. We can't do it. We look. We I've been mean, writing down notes. Well, I've been writing down notes and topics. We got a little. Okay. <laughs> you been writing down notes. What that mean? We'll get back on these guest tips. Um. Oh, so we got a guest appearance coming up. Matter of fact, um, he'll talk love. I'm, I told you about it, but you probably forgot. I'm sure. But we'll share that months ago <laughs> when we last planned this episode. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> We're going to be more consistent, y'all. We're here for y'all. Let y'all know what that looks like. <laughs> Turn your notifications on. <laughs> all that shit. Um, but no, for real, we love y'all. We really appreciate y'all rocking Thank with y'all us. Thank y'all for tuning in. All the ones who stick by us. Yeah, for bearing with us. <laughs> We're going to work on it. All right. Peace, peace. Peace. Love y'all.